0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network hello and welcome back to the second installment of the new blues focus podcast I'm Tommy I'm your host for this evening uh, I'm joined with Gabe and Tom you'd uh, just like to say hi guys
1: hi thanks hi. how are you
0: and uh, Just going to sort of talk about uh, a couple of things this evening. It's only going to be a short podcast uh, to our typical sort of hour and a half like ones. Uh, So we'll keep like a a bit of a cap on some of the things that we're talking about because we want to keep these as regular as possible. We want to try and get these out to you as quick as we can. Uh, So we've got a couple of points this evening to talk about. Uh, One that has literally been 12 minutes new to us uh, is the new away kit, or actually, no, it's not new in technical wise because I saw it was released on was leaked on the that uh, was leaked on Twitter the other day. Um, we'll come to you go first and see like what what you think of the kit of what you thought of it.
1: Honestly, Tom, I'm not a kit connoisseur at all. I don't find kits interesting in the slightest. It's uh, it's how the players play in the kit that matters to me. So uh, I've got no opinions whatsoever.
0: Wow, fair enough. Uh, what, about, <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Tom?
2: I'm uh, the opposite actually, I was trying to collect as many kits as I can <laughs> and I, I was quite disappointed when I saw it because like you said it was on Twitter before, uh, I saw the ball and Annie stuff and everyone was saying oh it could be pinstripes and I was hoping it would be sort of an away the, the away version of the 99 kit you know with the pinstripes and the samurais bags mm-hmm. and I got myself all excited. And then I saw it, and all I could think of was that there was a big Norway badge in the centre of it.
0: <laughs> it does look a bit Norway-like. I can't get yeah. I, Oh, you've ruined that for me now. I can't like, see <laughs> that.
2: Because <laughs> uh, it's going on me though from when I first saw it on Twitter. Yeah, I don't know
0: whether
2: that's because I've, I've accepted that's that kit now, but
0: mm. yeah, that's a fair point. Actually, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I was I was doing a little reaction video whilst um, before coming on here. Uh, it kind of annoyed me because it said that we the video was start at six premiere at six and then it did another countdown It started a two minute countdown it's like it's not starting at six then it's starting at 602 so that's annoying (laughs) we would have been starting this podcast a bit earlier if i hadn't been for that um but yeah i was disappointed in it because i I suddenly just got this idea of perhaps we might have an away shirt sponsor and we might have pinstripe badges uh pinstripes look to us but uh yeah, that's all out of the equation now. So, yeah, um, the imagination. Dis- I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I mean, like, how we feel about both kits. I mean, Gabe, of course, you don't really care about whatever it's like as long as we play well in it. Um, but did you like the home kit? Is it? Does it look blues? Do you think? Honestly, it's just uh, there's nothing
1: about the appearance of kits that I just ever have strong. Opinions on other people seem to have these this massive thing on oh, retro kits and how it looks and this that and the other, but it just it just never really crosses my mind. So mm. I'm I'm like the worst person that could
0: possibly come. <laughs> <on. laughs> uh, Tom, what about you? Home kits
2: thoughts uh, about it? The home kit. I like the home kit. I like the white trim. I know I'm going to go more detailed and it might bore, bore game. <laughs> yeah. no, go for it. I, uh, <laughs> I think
1: yeah, that's your only use Go for it,
2: mate. I do really like the, the white trim. I, do, it's something different. I really like last season's home kit that we tried something different rather than, you know, the box standard blue. And one of my favourite kits is that one that uh, I can see behind you, the, the paint flex on it.
0: Oh, this one over uh, here. Uh,
2: yeah, and, and and sort of the more
0: better. I do like this kit though. I think it's clean, and mm. and like I said, I prefer it to be a white one. Yeah, it's amazing how people like that shirt. So I I don't know why people like seem to love it. I mean, it's it's iconic, I suppose. to blues now because it's like one of the worst kits we've ever had. So just <laughs> I don't know. People seem I, to. No, I think, it's, I think it. it's just something different. Do you know what I mean? Like mm.
2: it, you look at you look at kits. I mean. I've seen a few kits in the division this year that look different. I mean, I don't know if you've seen Redding's kit. I haven't, no, actually. So they've got this sleeve, just on a little side track, this sleeve that's supposed to sit, sit there, signify global warming. Oh, right. It's just loads of different lines, different colours. It looks awful, <laughs> in my opinion. Um,
0: yeah, that is not good, actually. Yeah, it's just, it's when they play <laughs> about with see. the sleeves. Yeah, yeah. I uh, mean, everyone's
2: raving about Coventry's kit as well, aren't
0: they? This season. Mm. Yeah, it's, I, t- I suppose it's all down to what people think. It's different tastes, different things. Uh But moving yeah. on, we don't want to talk about the kit the whole time, of course. You know, we're not all
2: we're bored game like... asleep. <laughs> yeah,
0: just see him slowly nodding. I mean, like the like the team did did
1: last season. To be <laughs> yeah, no, so it's, it was, I was the kit was nice. That's what I like
2: it.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Especially at home games, the away games were a bit more entertaining. Um, moving on to the quote that Deany said to the, I can't remember what, um, I can't remember what newspaper or whoever he told it to was, um, but I'll tell you the quote that he said. He um, he was saying, uh, everyone has already written us off. Let's go and prove everybody wrong. And when we prove everybody wrong, how good would that feel? Now. We'll come to you, Gabe. First, uh, what does that what what does that sort of say to you when you think of that?
1: I um, I appreciate Troy Deeney's spirit definitely. Um, I think that he's a fantastic character to have around the club. He's always going to stay positive uh, and keep everyone um, upbeat. And um, I think the, the difficult thing for me is that I. I struggle to feel connected with uh, with Blues at the moment because of what's going on off the pitch. And mm. we've had these various issues over the last eight years, ongoing different owners, but similar pro- problems, sometimes in terms of the lack of investment. Sometimes there's been too much investment in the wrong areas. And I think that's kind of the issue in, in recent years. And I am um, obviously wish uh, Maxi Lopez and Paul Richardson the best taking over, but they're supposedly appointing a CEO in Matt Southall who in my opinion mm. shouldn't be near a, a football club. So for me, I find it really difficult to feel connected to Birmingham City and to have a club that I that I really believe in at the moment because of these ongoing issues. So um, really I think that um there's 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 no other alternative. I think why why wouldn't you write Blues off at this stage of the season? Um, having said that, lots of belief in John Eustace as a coach. He's got some excellent reviews. So happy to support him and the lads but um i I think that um that there are huge issues at the club, and they've got to be dealt with one way or another.
0: yeah, some great points there you raised actually. I mean, like all the owner things recently like it's like a different story every day at the moment. it really is it's like one minute Richardson and Lopez are taking over the next they've not even submitting the um was it the documents to the EFL, who was saying that this morning on was it talk sports mm. I' remember yeah. who it was now um, but yeah, like. <laughs> I mean, like, how do we even go about thinking optimistic anyway, um, Tom? Like, this does it? Is this the season we get relegated? I
2: can't say yes, can I? Really, yeah. I thought the Blues fan and go, yes, this is the one. But Blues always have an unhealthy sort of ability to make me feel optimistic before every single season we go into. And this season I still feel optimistic, but it's so much less than it has been previously. Mm. I mean my optimism this season is a staying up, whereas before it's been we're gonna challenge, we're gonna be up there, we're gonna be around it. And you know, with Troy saying those words, I mean you can't you can't argue against it. Everyone has written us off. I've watched a number of predictions both by pundits and YouTubers mm. and we've yeah. we've been twenty-fourth or twenty-third and everyone, not even twenty-second, no one's given us a hope. Um I do think there's some worse teams in the division than us and I definitely think there's worse managers than John Eustace in the division and I mm. think that might save us but like you said, the ownership issues and the off-the-field issues I think come into this massively. Mm. Um, you know, it's just, it's it's abject, the home, the home stadium, St Andrews isn't going to be like it usually is again for another year and I think that's criminal and I think if Troy can get the dressing room and everyone rallied up and like he says, it's going to be so much better. I'll be, I'll be so much, I'll feel so much better, you know, when it happens. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? If we and yeah, yeah. everyone mm. said we're going to go down, it'll be absolutely fantastic. But, just,
1: yeah just to build on what tom said there i think where the optimism comes from i think it's partly from eustace and his coaching credentials so when he was at kidderminster harriers they were referred to as non-league barcelona <laughs> um and then he got some work at qpr and got rave reviews for that and he got the gig assisting um kenny at, uh, at with up uh, with the island setup and he was linked with a Watford job so this is a manager with a really good coaching potential and i think that's yeah. probably one of our main selling points this season yeah um, um, coupled with the production of youth. So we saw JJ come through last season. i am really excited to see him kick on Nico Gordon. And then there's a few more coming up through the convey about that is probably the source of my excitement as a Blues fan coming into the season. Can some of these young lads uh, do it? But that's that's a lot of pressure for them to be the ones that carry the excitement as opposed to having a good senior squad. So um, I think, yeah, that's, that's where we can be excited. But it's not an awful lot to to really grasp onto, is it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's what we've been missing, isn't it? The past few seasons is a good good bit of structure to the team. Bowie was dealt a hard hand, a tough hand, sorry. Um, I think we've used this, we could have similar issues because obviously off-field things and not enough money to supply the team with quite enough what we need. But it's all down to what he can play with now. You know, he's bought in placeto he's bought in Ruddy, uh, trusty and Sanderson, and he's got to get the best out of those players. And I think he will, because like Gabe, you were saying then about all the places he's been to before and getting these reviews that he's like a good coaching manager. And I thought we played well in preseason. So it will be good to see if we can kick on from that. Um, let's see. What's the next about it. uh, transfer activity that we're talking about that. Um, so it, it's it's four or five signings we've made. I mean, we've made a couple of young signings. We could possibly include Finley Thorndike in that, um, but mm-hmm. the four signings we've made are John Ruddy, Dion Sanderson, Plachetta. I'm not going to even try to pronounce his first name. I've, I've tried before and I've not done it well. And um, uh, who's the last one? I've already said. I've- Oh, you said Trusty, didn't you? Um, Sanderson. Sanderson yeah, that's it. So, Ruddy, Sanderson, Ploschetta and Trusty. Mm. Uh, we'll come to you, Tom, first. What do you make of those four signings?
2: After watching him play, I look, I really like Trusty. I really, really like Trusty. I think he'll have a massive centre in that defence shoring it up. And there's a reason Arsenal signed him. You know, I mean, I want to say that we have had Cohen Bramble, and Carl Jenkinson from the before. He, weren't, he didn't exactly like nice some countries up. But I, I do believe in Interesting. Um, placetta looks exciting. I still think we need some more through the door. I can If we if we don't get more people through, I just can't. I can't see it's even mounting the challenge to stay up really with this squad at the moment. The depth is just so poor. And 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 the question I sort of wanted to ask, and I was just thinking about when you when you brought this point up, was do you expect Dean to make an appearance this season or play a part?
0: Well, we'll ask that to you, Gabe. What do you think?
1: I feel like Harley Dean is a really um, aggressive defender. And I think there's been times where he's been part of uh, a good season for us in terms of the eighteen, nineteen, under Gary Monk. And... Um, in alongside uh, Michael Morrison um, and I think he certainly um, he can do okay at championship level but I just feel like it's got to the stage now firstly I think he's a very outspoken um, character that can have quite a, a sort of dominant influence in the dressing room and sometimes for if you're a young coach that's just carving carving um, a career for themselves in in management, would you necessarily want someone like that? Um, I'm, I'm not quite sure. And I also think that I look at somewhere like Sheffield Wednesday, where he seems to have made a real impression with their fans. I feel like it would be better for him to go somewhere where he's a really popular figure oh, and really. he can have a kind of that sort of fresh impact which he's had previously. So uh, I'm not sure about Harley Dean. I feel like him moving on would probably be best for all parties.
0: Yeah, we've got wages to deal with with as well. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Tom?
2: I I completely agree with what Gabe said. Um, I was willing to sit on the fence because I do remember at the end of... When when Boja first came in, he was immense, wasn't it? Mm. He was winning everything. I still remember that header that he scored. I can't remember who against, but I just don't know how he generated the power from the middle of the box from a nothing nothing airball mm. And him and him and Yukovitz together I think they were really good at the end of our season, uh, end of the season before when boey got made that massive um escape run basically. But mm. yeah, I agree with Gabe. I think he should go. I think we, we need to get rid of his wages and he clearly doesn't want to be here, I don't think. And I don't think the majority of blues fans want him here. Really. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's the unfortunate thing, really, because he can do a job for us, as we've seen before. But I think what really is the fact is that, you know, it's all good when it's going well. But if he starts having a couple of bad games, does his attitude go with it as well? So, you know, would John Eustace want a player like that in the dressing room where one bad game at the back and then he's feeling frustrated with himself and then the the tie starts to turn? I mean, you can see that with a bit of us in last season, actually, towards that sort of November period, where Riley McGree was starting to really come on form, Um, but then something just suddenly just turned, like we just went on a very very poor uh, few games, like we lost to Hull after we went on that three-game winning streak, we also lost to Reading at home, Um, you know, it's just, I don't know whether it'd be like certain characters in the dressing room, or I don't know, but... That's the sort of the thing that we've Harley Dean. We've um, had a glimpse at before. I think that might. I think that might be uh, something that he's keeping in mind. Um, would Dion Sanderson, who impressed last season, would he be an alternative for Harley Dean? Perhaps we'll come to you, Tom, for that. Sorry, okay, yeah, but this is bad.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, I think so, and I think he'll play a bigger a bigger role than he did last year. Um, obviously, he was recalled. And I saw QPR fans weren't massively impressed with him, but I thought he was he was solid for us when he played, and I think he is versatile, which is what we need in that in that back four at the moment, especially with the lack of left back. Just being able to sort of move him across, just in case. I think his best position is at centre back, and even I think an even stronger position for him is a wide centre back in that back three. Um, and I, I'd, I'd like to see him start. I think. He was, I really did like him and I I, I promise I'm not saying it just because of how good his hair looked when he was running with the ball or <laughs> running back against his back to goal. But yeah, I think he will play a massive part and, and I hope he replaces Dean um, and I hope Dean doesn't have to just sit on the bench and watch him play as well, to be mm.
0: fair. comes to you then, Gabe. As, um there's a few defenders, there's a quite a defensive sort of transfer window we've been through at the moment. We've we've bought three defensive-minded players uh, and Plachetta, who's also been playing at wing-back, actually. Mm. Um, does that help with sort of not letting in as many goals as we did last season? Because that, that, that sure. was a big problem for us last season.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think that part of the issue that we had, especially after... Dion Thundersen went was that um, we kind of relied on Mark Roberts to be able to put his head on the ball and and get it clear. Now, I don't think Mark Roberts is a brilliant aerial centre-back because he probably, he wins a lot of headers, but he kind of wins it in quite an awkward way. So he's almost stumbling a little bit and then the ball goes back to the opposing team. So I'm not hugely convinced by him, but we didn't have anyone else. He was kind of six foot three and able to, to provide that aerial prowess. Um, I think Deion Sanderson's got that. And I think for a championship defender, he's actually got a pretty wide range of qualities, isn't he? Because he's pretty quick. He's pretty strong. He's good on the ball and he can head it away. And for a championship defender, I don't think you can really ask for an awful lot more than that. So, um, yeah, I really like Dion Sanderson and the fact that he can play uh, right back in a four, right side of a three. And when he was at Sunderland, he played um, as a centre back in about four as well. So I think that versatility could help us a lot, especially if the injury crisis and suspensions hit us um, as it did last season.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, just before we move on, the other three signings, we've got Trusty, Plachetta and uh, John Ruddy. Uh Gabe, what do you make to John Ruddy? Although we made that mistake the other day on the uh, pre-season. Yeah,
1: I'm, I, I'd be lying if I told you that I was hugely excited by the John Ruddy signing. He's not a goalkeeper I've I've ever been an enormous fan of. Um, mm. uh, granted, he did help Wolves win the title at this level in the seventeen eighteen season, but I... Um, I feel maybe this is doing him a disservice, but I feel like when he's, when he's done well in his career, it's been because he's been part of good teams as opposed to being a brilliant goalkeeper. That's the concern I have. Um, I hope his family aren't I'm watching this, <laughs> day, getting some stick from them. Um, you know, listen, I'm sure he's a, he's a lovely guy, absolutely gent from what people have said about him but um, as a goalkeeper I'm not quite sure and whether he's going to be able to have the reflexes at 35 hopefully he will um, but he seems a little bit error prone to me Um, Placetta though is supposed to be absolutely rapid um, didn't quite cut it at Norwich not quite at the level that they were maybe looking for but I see it a little bit similar to Ernal Hernandez actually in the sense that Mm. he probably wasn't good enough for for Norwich at that time but he still made a real impact uh, on our team uh, and I would hope Placetta can, uh, can do similar. He's sort of a left-sided player that's just very quick and very direct and if he can add a little bit of productivity to that then who knows.
0: Mm. I'm interested by Placetta because I've heard from loads of different people this and that and you know some people are saying like he's the worst player they've ever seen and then there's some people saying that he's quick and he's got good feet so it'll be interesting to see what he's got for this uh, team. Uh Tom, did you say that you were interested in Austin Trustee the other uh, earlier?
2: Yeah, I, I think out of all of the signings, I mean, it's hard to say that a defender excites you the most. I wouldn't say excited, but I really do think he brings stability to that back four or five. However, we play, there's a reason that hmm. um, that, that Arsenal got him, or um, albeit they loaned him back out. But I'd say. Uh, I'd say that Pluchett is more exciting signing with his quick feet, his directness, um, and I'm willing to back anyone that the club signs, really. But I think trustee, out of out of all of them is our best signing, in my opinion.
0: Mm-hmm. So, just coming towards the end of this little chat, that we're having, um, there's a couple of questions that we want to ask. Uh, want to ask? Uh, first of all, um, there was players to watch, but I thought okay, I thought I'd cut that down and think um, who's going to be. Like our best player this season, just, just from the squad that we've got so far. Uh, we'll come to you, Gabe, Since you've made that impressed little noise. <laughs> oh yeah, so. yeah.
1: Well, no. I, well, to be honest, my noise was more thinking, "Who, who am I going to go?" For? Mm. I think Sanderson's a great shape. Um, I think he's uh, a really good defender, as I mentioned earlier. So he'd be an obvious one. Um, I feel like there's definitely something in Ryan Woods as well. Um, mm. I think he's a really energetic midfielder. Um, I've seen him run games at this level in the past for um, for Brentford as well. Um, and um, and yeah, so I think he's a he's a really good player um and uh, i'm hoping that that's going to come i'd like to see him sort of bulk up a little bit because he's quite a wiry figure isn't he Woods? and sometimes he can get bullied off the ball a little bit and we can get hurt in transition at times so that would be one for me to, to look at but i think if you can get that side of his game then i think we've got a top half top 10 championship midfielder on our hands
0: mm. No, it's interesting you mentioned Woods. I didn't think to think of him, actually. Um, and interesting in talking about bulking up, because obviously we know that um, when Adams came back for that 18-19 season, he looked a completely different player after mm. he bulked up. Um, yeah. Tom, thoughts maybe? Uh, are we going for like a similar midfielder, defensive midfielder type player, perhaps? Uh, I'm
2: going to go for a striker. And it, it's sort of cliché. Um, I've got two. I've got one that I genuinely think will be our best player, and I've got one where I'm thinking, I'm rooting for him, and I genuinely think he can offer more than we've seen so far. So I think for our best player, I'm, I'm saying Troy Deeney. I know he's old. I know he's 34, or I think he's 34. Um, but he just looks like a man on a mission with a point to prove at the moment, and I think mm-hmm. that's the kind of mentality you want from Troy Deeney. He's backs against the wall, scrapping away. I think any any centre back, regardless of the position we're in throughout the season, is gonna be terrified of ice in Joy DNA. I think just if you if, if we just send every championship club his pre season training, they'll be absolutely quaking, I think. Um just if
1: you don't mind me kind of feeding on what Tom said there, like maybe we're are we underestimating the importance of having a character like Troy Deeney around the the place and the fact that he's going to get everyone going and drag everyone up by the scruff of their necks and give us that sort of uh, get our kind of. Um,
0: uh, yeah, he's got that weird. mentality. Puppies, you know what I, I mean?
1: mean? It's like it's that mentality that I think could make a real difference. Like if we're going to mm. stay up, I feel like we're just going to need that scrapping, battling mentality. Yeah. Talks Do all agree. the time. Yeah. You know, he motivates people. He conjoles people. Like we're going to need those kind of figures because it's a young squad. Like we're going to have a lot of academy graduates coming in. We're going to yep. need
0: Troy Deeney's leadership. Yes, That's good point. Yeah. yeah. Who's who's your other player then, Tom?
2: So, you've got to promise not to laugh. You've got to promise. But well, I think I already I know who it's going
0: to be.
2: <laughs> I genuinely think Sam Cosgrove can, can add this season. I'm not saying he's going to start every game and bag hat-tricks left, right and centre. But I think he has more to offer than what was shown under Bowyer. I mean, people under Bowyer, he was given, what, two starts, was it? And he, he played a variety of cameo rolls off the bench for the last 10 minutes. He was never there. And then he went to a Shrewsbury side where Steve Cotterall was manager. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those. And he looks, he looks sharp in training. He looks sharp in in, in pre-season, I think, in, in the games and the minutes that he got. I think he's going to have more of a role to play. I'm not saying he's going to be our best player, mm-hmm. but I just wanted to put it forward to say I think He'll have more of a role this season
1: than mm. he had before. I I'd also say though, Tom, I think with Sam Cosgrove, he's had two loans in League One. I I get your point about playing under yeah. control, but but I also he, he had loan at AFC Wimbledon and yeah. um and they finished the season um twenty eight or well, twenty seven games winless, and that was part of Cosgrove's time there. Yeah. And towards the end of the season he kind of fell out of favour for them and was part of a squad that was relegated from League One. So um he's had two poor since in, in League. One, and I think I would be I would struggle to be overly bullish about Sam. Great finisher, Burton. Don't get me wrong, I really like how he took <laughs> that goal. I hope he really kind of uh, that gives him a lot of confidence and hope he can build that back up. But I think he's got a lot to prove.
2: I th- I think so too. And I think that's partly the reason why I'm going, come Go on, Sam, please do it. Because I-, I think I'm backing him as well because he's only 25. We've got Scott Hogan, who's 30, we've got Yukka who's like 30. The wrong side of 30, anyway, close to 35, mm. I think, if not 35. Or Joy two. Dini, 34, <laughs> you know, and it's. And then we've got really like Adam
1: George and Jay Bellingham, who are like yeah. ridiculous, really young as well. Yeah. And there's no, we, we need, play- we'd ideally want, hopefully, Finlay Thorndike. Can- I don't know if either of you have heard anything about Thorndike or. Oh, I, to- I
2: watched him against, um, I watched him against, was it Cheltenham that, play, that played pre season when he had the two games in one day? Oh, yeah. He looks really, really good. In, okay. in um, one of my mates watched that game more thoroughly than I did I sort of had it on in the background like, I know that's sacrilege to say on the podcast but I just couldn't get time to watch it properly and he was, he was raving about Fendi Thorn though. Oh okay, that's exciting
0: It's interesting points there I do agree with quite a lot of what you're both saying I do agree with that Dini can be that motivational character and he can bring that energy to the team As well as Sam Cosgrove, who, um, pointless fun fact, I suppose, my brother's form teacher is uh, a close friend of Sam Cosgrove, which is interesting, but also kind of pointless as well. Uh, But um, last question, Uh, and I'll ask this to you, Gabe, first. Sure. Where is a realistic finish for the Blues this season?
1: Uh, What for me do you know uh, this this is going to surprise you a bit i as a blues obviously i'm going to get behind my team and support john eustace and the lads and the young lads coming through and obviously for those 90 minutes i'm just going to be backing the boys all the way but actually between those times i'm probably going to be thinking a bit more about the ownership situation because for me what i desperately desperately want is people to come into this football club and have a clear vision a sustainable plan uh, mm. who care about the club who have a little bit of money and ambition but also know what they're protecting know what they're safeguarding are in, prepared to invest in areas of the club that don't contribute to the immediate bottom line but facilities match they experience stadium I do you know what injury, yeah. I, if it took going down to league one to get that now maybe those things aren't connected necessarily because we could still get taken over in the championship but for me that's the more important thing i want to have a club that i can get behind again that i can believe in again and that i can really sort of engage with because it's really hard yeah. because you you have these situations where And the club hasn't bothered during COVID times to address issues with the stadium really poor on that front. There's been, there's been ticketing issues. There's been um, advertising voluntary jobs. There's all these sorts of issues that club, which make me, I love Birmingham city football club. I have since I, I started uh, going 20 odd years ago, but, um, I, I find it hard to like the club at times. And mm. for me, that's the most important thing that I want to change. League position I can take, but what I can't take is not having a football club to believe in. And, and that's where I am right now.
0: That's a fantastic answer, that is. It's like everything you've raised there is almost like how it feels to be a Blues fan right now. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a fantastic answer, that is. I think that's really great. It really does reflect what we are as a club at the moment. Just coming on to you, Tom. I mean, it's kind of hard to beat that answer now that you've given it. That's <laughs> it so. yeah, I can't believe I'm following
2: me. I just, I just every, every, everything, everything, I, everything I agree with, Gabe. I just, if it takes us going down to League One, I agree. If we can get a better matchday experience and, and do a Wolves and come back up and win the league, you know, or even just come back up and be solid and be yeah. up in the top half rather than constantly looking below us. Yeah. Um. My, my prediction for the season i'm gonna say 20th
0: because i'm i'm hopeful but you know what happens happens yeah uh well interesting chat very interesting um i mean like it's difficult to do these podcasts at the best of times because there's just news every single week every single day it feels like with the owners and the kit and all sorts of stuff that's just floating about the club at the moment it's um hard to keep up with but we'll try our best here on blues focus um or try and keep as much of uh uh regular podcasts as we can but uh it's been a very good chat between you two guys it's been very interesting to get your thoughts on what you think this season's going to hold um uh, before we go uh i'd just like to say thank you for watching and be sure to check out all of our socials down below Uh, I've been joined by Gabe. Do you want to say goodbye to everybody? Yeah, cheers, everyone. It's uh, it's been uh, a tough time for the Blues, but let's hope that John Eustace
1: and the boys can give us a little bit of positivity. So up the Blues. Keep right on, everyone. And you,
0: Tom? Yeah, thanks for watching. And, uh, you know,
2: stay hopeful, I guess. And and we're not (laughs) going until we're down. That's what
0: I want to say. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, it's never dull sport in the blues, um, but hopefully we can supply a little bit of humor here on Blues Focus. We're trying to keep this positive as much as we can, but um, you know, it might be a bit hard from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for watching and keep right on Sports Social Podcast Network.